0: Well, praise the Lord, and God bless you this evening, and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells, and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us today. And we all know, as I always say, there's a lot of stuff going on around us today. I'm excited about what God is doing, actually. I'm grateful for God's mercy and kindness towards us that he shows towards us. On the highways, on the byways, or whatever way we're going each day, I'm excited about what God is doing for us. Today I I, I was supposed to be uh doing part two on family, but a lot seemed to have changed that, that topic to something else. Today I want to talk to you about something that's interesting about God. Well, I like one of the things I like about it. Bow your heads with me. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you by having those that are with me this evening, those that are listening to this broadcast, watch this broadcast, however they may be receiving it. I ask you to touch every level of soul, meet every need in their lives, break yokes, by the hands of the strong man, Oh God. Give them victory in their walk and they talk in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm excited about that because God is still in control. Now listen, I just want to remind you Beginning April 2nd, we will be holding beginning our, our Sunday services at 35 North Middletown Road. Now you went New York. You can Google that and you'll find a place. Uh, we'll be at uh 35 South Middletown Road. Now you went New York, 109, I think it's 109-54 or 5, 6. Um, We'll be there at 5.15 p.m. on Sundays, every Sunday at 5.15 p.m. And on Wednesdays at 8.15 p.m. we'll be having Bible study. Sunday service at 5.15 p.m. Come out and join the Lord with us and let the Lord do something for you. Amen. We're excited about that, uh, that we'll be going into a place to, uh, you know, get together with everybody from just doing services from home. So we'll be going at 35 North Middletown or the South Middletown Road. Now you went to New York, it'll be at the Royal Venue, uh, that location. Uh, we have elevator and everything there, so it's easy for you. If you don't like climbing steps, the elevator for you to take it right upstairs. Now listen, it's an exciting time in the Lord. It's an exciting time to receive a God help you. Could you move that lighting over a little? That is still going out. We have been fighting with the lighting issue for you since we've been on. So hopefully you are turning it in just a little, just a little. i uh, 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 bring it out just a little. There you got yourself off, whatever. Uh, Anyway, I'm excited about what the Lord's doing. So beginning April 2nd, don't forget that we will be having services beginning at 35 South Middletown Road. Now you're at New York. And on Wednesdays at 8.15 p.m. at the same location. Get your Bible. And let's talk about what God has to say. I was thinking... uh. I was watching a message this morning actually. Pastor um, past the tea, listen to how give my testimony, some of the stuff that God's done for us. While I was getting ready for service this evening, the Lord brought a song to me. And the song is very interesting. So change the topic for today. That song says, so it goes a little like this. I don't have all the words. It go like this. There is no secret in what God can do. I like that. There is no secret in what God can do. He has saved millions, and he could save you. And they also used to add in there, what he's done for others, he could surely do for you. Well, that part is something <coughs> I know has a challenge to it, what he done for others, he could do for you, because you got to be able to go through what those people did to get that. But as for saving, he could save you, just like he saved millions. So today, the topic for the message is no secret. And as I was thinking about that, I come rushing on I'm rushing in here to get this to get it, everything together for that message today, and find scriptures for that message today. And boom I'll find some scriptures for today. But it's really no secret in what God can do. What he's done for different people throughout, uh, throughout time. Hmm. He's more than capable of doing that today. So there is no secret in what God can do. What I've come to find out because people don't know God it's a secret to that. That's something to think about. But there is no secret with God of what he's capable of doing. There's nothing for God to do things, but he's God. And what of the I like about God, he's capable of performing all that he said. Man is not, I was thinking about that, man is not a keeper of his word. He's a say of his word, but not a keeper of his word. People make promises and I never live out doing something and never planned to do it. That's not how God is. There's no secret in what God can do. It's true. It's no secret. All through from Genesis to Revelation, God is consistently revealing himself as a revealer also of secrets. Because he knows that he's made his name known throughout the world and throughout time. And he's capable of doing anything Go with me to the book of Job Now let's talk a little bit about this Let's go to Job chapter 15 And verse 8 Listen to this is today. Listen to this, listen to this. Thou hast heard the secret of God. Doest thou restrain wisdom to thyself? I'll read it again. Thou hast heard the secret of God. Thou doest and doest thou restrain secret to thyself? People have been trying to find out all of God's secrets. But it's no secret in what God is capable of doing. But man is consistently trying to find out God's secrets. They're trying to find out everything about this, everything about that. Because man has never, ever been satisfied with anything. I don't care what you give man. You can give man a million dollars a day. He still ain't going to satisfy. He's going to say, give me two million. Give me three million a day. If you can give me a million, you can give me three million a day. You give me five million a day. This is man's thinking. God is capable of performing miracles that you've never heard of. That's what I like about God. But when you think about it, no secret. And what God can do it is us that don't know his capability. When you don't know the capability of God, everything God do is a a mystery to you. Wow, I didn't know God was capable of doing that. But to God, there is no secret in his ability and his capability. And above all, there's no secret to his willingness to perform. God just wants the opportunity to perform for us. There's nothing too hard for God. But when you look at that scripture, there Listen, Job, have you found out the secrets of God? Yeah? Did you find out? Did you find out God's secrets? Did you find out what God's secrets is to you? Did you find out what God's secret is to man? What do you know about God? Well, the Bible told us that God reveals his secret to his friend. You gotta first be his friend. But this is interesting that there's no secret and what God can do. People have experienced God's capability and ability to perform what's impossible in your eyesight, in their eyesight, and blew their mind. They were stunned beyond belief in God's ability to perform they heard stories about God doing things, but then they found out there was no secret in what he could do, and they seen him do it. Ah, oh, you had to been around to see God's hand move. You had to been in the congregation of the righteous. You had to see God's hand move. You had to see God heal people, cripple, walk blind, see deaf, here. You had to been around. I'm not talking about nobody telling you, go to the doctor, let him cut your arm off, your leg off, and I'm talking about God working miracles. God stepping in and healing and delivering. Not just saving. People got around it. All God do is say, He sent his son to save. No, he sent this son to take on sicknesses and burden. God, need to read the, really read the word of God to see what God really sent his son to do. Not just to say that which was lost, but to heal. The scentsic soul, the wounded soul, the wounded and broken body, he sent them to heal them. He, said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. There is something for them what God can do. Yes, I often say God is not going to do everything the same thing he did for Joe, Harry, and Billy. But there's a reason why I say that. Because you gotta be willing to do and go through what they went through to have God do that. You gotta be willing to go through that test. You gotta be willing to go through that suffering. You gotta be, you gotta be the one to go through that test and trial. You gotta be the one that go without a job for two years. You gotta be the one that lived homeless for a while. You gotta be the one that sick so on and so forth. You gotta be able to do that. Everybody's not capable of going through every same trial everybody else is going through. That's why God doesn't do the same thing for everybody. Women go through certain times and issues in their body from puberty and out. Men don't go through the same thing women go through. So God is not going to do the same thing he does for women. He does for men. That's not possible. Some women have an issue of blood. Consistently bleeding and suffering. They don't go through that. They don't go through that. But God has a step. In, go read your Bible. you see Jesus was there with the woman with the issue of blood. And she had told him that. I said, oh, let me down the head. But, oh, he to all these doctors, these 12 long years. ain't going through that. So the song says, there is no secret of what God can do. He can save millions and he can save you. And he could, oh my goodness. What he done for others, he could do for you. But you got to understand, there's a question mark there about him doing the same thing for you. Or are you willing to go through what those people went through? See, we too busy focused on trying to get what other people have. We miss our own blessing. We miss out on the blessings that God has our name on. I ain't worried about what the devil having a contract track out on me or a plot to destroy me. I'm concerned about getting what God has for me. Oh, y'all got to understand that. You got to be more concerned about what God has for you so you can achieve that. You worry about worrying about what the devil do every time. I forget that, and let's trust God. This scripture here, Job tells us. This scripture here, Job tells us. Job fifteen and eighteen. Have thou heard the secret of God? Doest thou re- retain wisdom to thyself? Have you heard the secret of God? Do you know what God's secrets are? Well, you read your Bible, you're going to find out that God said, I reveal my secrets to my friends." you got to become God's friend. you got to become God's friend. The only way you're going to become God's friend is by living for him. You're not becoming God's friend by some religious organization you go to. We can go into the building and it grow grow and grow and grow and grow and grow you become a member of this, or the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated. That's not making you a friend of God. What makes you a friend of God is that you walk with him. Friends hang out. I have a friend that comes in, whenever he comes to town, we try to go hang out a little, go out to dinner. Last time, oh my gosh, the last time we went out to dinner, I didn't get to bed my five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and boy, did it take toll on me. <laughs> Oh, uh, me and my wife came on. We were so tired. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. We get together. And we fellowship. Hang out. Go to dinner. Uh, 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 Sit there and talk about stuff. And time just time that. But friendship is like that you spend time with your friends. Of Job also, when you look at this, that Job used everything he had. The devil thought that his whole focus and life with God was based on what he had. And it was not. God gave him double of all he had in the end. You gotta understand about there is no secret in what God can do. It is true what he's done for others, he'll do for you, but you got to qualify for what they went through just like they did. You think God just give everything away? Oh yeah, but on his ten million dollars. I have no plans to use ten million dollars. You think God just gonna give me ten million dollars to put it in the bank and say, I got ten million dollars. No. He's gonna give ten million dollars to somebody gonna make use of that ten million dollars for his glory. Not just put it in the bank and say, I got ten million dollars. So what? If you never spend a dime, you still gonna starve. If you ain't got no food in your house, you gotta understand that there is no secret of what God can do. It is true that what He does for others he can do for you, but you got to meet the requirement. I have friends, a friend of mine that I was talking to about me having a television broadcast and a podcast and all this other stuff. I mean, I ain't nothing big. I ain't got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of followers on either. However, he said, oh, man, oh, oh Lord, I don't think I do that. You don't need to do that. You got to do what God had you do. You may open up your church, reopen your church, and it becomes jam-packed with people. That's enough to keep you busy a lifetime. You got to go with what God gives you. Don't no focus on what other people tell God did that but Joe. I want him to do that for me, but you got to go what Joe went through. You gotta be willing to go through what Joe went through. Because you let around saying, Oh, there's no secret what God can do what he did for Joe, he could do for me. And you got around telling that people out when you're preaching, everybody jumping up and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody's realizing you gotta go through what Joe went through. The devil is a liar. He likes to play the deception game. He does. He'll have us focusing on the wrong thing. That's why we don't get what God happens, because we focus on what somebody else God, got. We're thinking about what somebody else Oh, they got such a nice house. I went to that house. I want a house. That's like that. But that's not what God wants you to have. There is no secret in what God can do for you. There is no statement of what God could do for you. It's not based off nobody else. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither have it entered to the heart of men to think that God has heard for them that love him. And Then he turned around and said, no good thing would I withhold from them that walk uprightly before me. Right there in the word. Can't be focusing on that. The devil have got these preachers teaching people. You can get the same thing. God wants you to have it. God does not want you to have what belongs to somebody else. God wants you to have what belongs to you. And he has a lot with your name on it. How are you going to get it when you're trying to get what everybody else got? You jumping up and down. because you see somebody driving a Mercedes van or. A Lincoln Town car, a Cadillac, a Mac, a Fancy, a, a Volvo, or whatever. You all excited because you see them robbing a hundred thousand dollar car. You don't even know how they got it if God was the one that gave it to them. Some of them blind cheated and stole the get that. Go figure. Get what God has for you. Stop trying to get other people stop. Get what God has your name. I want what God. I go through the something. I want what God has for me. I want what God has banard. Not Pastor Wells. I want what God has for Bernard. Well, you gotta put yourself there. You want what God has for you. You go through enough. Get what God's blessings for you. People spend all that time worrying about the, the people. I, 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 I never can figure that out. When the prophet comes to town, I remember one prophet came to town one year and years ago. And the prophet ran around, prophet Eli, God is gonna give all y'all cars, Cadillacs, Cadillacs. They jumping at me down. I said, that's not God. I watched what he did. He took, he was uh, taking people coats and throw them. He took one coat and slapped a woman in the arm. I don't know if she went blind or not, but she was in a lot of pain. She went down. People thought she went down with the power of God. She went down in pain. Yeah. One person testified that they got a Cadillac, and she explained why she, how she got the Cadillac. She that she already had a plan. I, put, I already put a down payment on the car. She already had put a down payment on the car. She went to pick up the car. So you gotta understand how God works. God don't work out of His word. There is no secret in what God can do. Stop focusing on what other people have and focus on what God has for you. That's why people can't receive, and they walk up and down broke. they walk about discouraged, they defeated. That's because they focusing on other people's stuff. You got to focus on what God has you need. And that is what I like about God, because it says, "Eyes have not seen, nobody seen it yet. Nobody seen what God has for you." Ah, oh, I like that. The devil don't want you to know that. The devil don't want us to know that God has stuff that nobody heard about, nobody seen yet. That He has already prepared for us. That's something to think about. God already has stuff prepared for us when I name on it. But some of us are so wrapped up today in what other people have, but we can't get what God has for us because we're trying to get something somebody else has, or we're trying to outdo somebody. That's not how God works. I had to learn that too. I had to learn that too. Everybody used to say, oh, that's the world. You know what? No children. I have adopted son. That's not to care. Not my natural child, but I have to care. I'm happy to do that. Oh, and they'll say, oh, you don't want no children? It was nothing for me to answer if I wanted 10 children. It wasn't nothing for me to answer. Yeah, Just because you got 10 children, I don't want 10 children. God so didn't tell me nothing about no 10 children. I done not have some lying prophet tell me that I, my wife was going to have four children. Uh, what was it, two years, three years ago? I'm like, come on. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> my wife is going to have four children. Really? Who's going to take care of them? <laughs> you got to know God's word for yourself. The Bible tells us to lay hold on eternal life for ourselves, not for the people. There's nothing wrong with true true prophets, because a true prophet ain't going to come and lie to you. They're going to just tell you the truth. That's a difference with a real prophet. They're going to tell you what God has to say. And I know that when true prophets come, we always tell you what you don't want to hear. <laughs> we got to tell you the truth, but you're not going to always like it. They come running up, oh, yeah, 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 And then you tell them, I'll never forget, I was in the service, and this young girl, she come running up, she wanted me to pray for her. And she was, yeah, okay. oh, she was all excited. So I thought, you know what your problem is? She said, no, you don't praise God. Get out of here. Don't learn how to praise God. Now, I didn't know who she was. I found out later who she was. And it was a pastor that the God I was talking. I had no clue. I just do what God said, do. I ain't sure who it is. We're supposed to tell the truth. We're supposed to do what God say do and move on. That's why people don't receive full kingdom blessings because they focus on our people. You got to focus on people. Or when God tell you to to pray for them, but you're supposed to focus on what God wants you to do. The scripture tells that there is no seeking in what God can do. Let's move on. Let's go to Matthew 6.18. Matthew six eighteen, real quick. Matthew six eighteen. Look at that verse. This is the Lord speaking. It says this is the Lord talking to folks. It says thou appear not unto man to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeeth in secret shall reward you openly. Let me read it again. And thou thou shalt not appear to men the fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeeth in secret shall reward you openly. That's where we make a mistake, we're so busy. You know what knocks me out the mouth? You ever see these videos on YouTube or Facebook, and the person is showing you, and they going up to somebody, with a cup to feed to give them a, a bottle, a cup of water. or they giving them some money? They're going so you can see that they're doing it. and tell so you, support our ministry. We Let me tell you something. When you're really doing that from your heart, nobody needs to know. Because God sees what you're doing from your heart. You ain't got to have no video showing you running around giving somebody a, a coat. A dollar, two dollars. You ain't got to do that. Not when you're really doing it from your heart and God's directing you. That's when self is doing it. You want somebody to acknowledge that you're doing something. But when you do it from your heart, God is going to reward you openly, just like the scripture says. Not when you're running around, they're taking me your friend is videotaping. I'm going to give them a coat. I'm going to give them some food. There is no reward for that because everybody knows what you're doing. It's no secret. I just need no money sometimes. I'm not I'm not a big fan of giving away money. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna give away no money because I need some cash, pay bills. But this time the Lord has touched my heart now. I'll take the money out. I'll take i out take, take out my last and give. I've been taking my tie off my neck and gave it to people. I have done that. But I wasn't the around there. I took my tie off and gave it to somebody. I gave that man five five thousand. I didn't seem not about my business. Now, I want you to listen to this. What if that was an angel in the form of a human being? And you went there, you videotaping all this stuff just to be seen. And that angel go back and report what you did. Hmm? And then you stand before before God. God will say, well, look what you did this day. You out there trying to impress people. You wasn't doing nothing for my glory. You were doing that for self glory. You got to watch yourself. There is no secret of what God can do there is no secret. And it means that he will send it. just like the scripture says. For the angels and unaware to check on what you're doing. I've had two incidents of people vanishing in the air. Okay? I have twice had that happened to me. couldn't find a person. Twice. So let's look at that scripture one more time. 618 it says. Matthew 618 it says. That thou appear not unto man to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret. Then thy father which seeth in secret reward you over. The notice he says, thy father. This is when he's supposed to be saying, God is your father. God isn't everybody's father. God is a creator of all man. God. But God is not everybody's father. The Bible even said, Jesus said, you do the things of your father to the devil. So everybody's not God's children. Everybody's God's creation. I know everybody says, I'm God's child. No, stop claiming something you're not. If you don't live for God, you're not his child. I just got to be truthful. Nobody's born saved. Did you hear that? None of us are born saved. So we're not automatically God's children. The Bible said that Jesus from his own mouth said, you must be born again. There is no secret. And what God can do. There is no secret in what God is capable of doing. Not. But this scripture here talks about doing your life you live is secret before God for his glory. Not looking for nobody to pat you on the back. Not looking for nobody to glamorize you, put you up on a the pedestal. Then when you make a mistake, they kick you off. <laughs> they kick you off quick. I see many, many preachers get put up on a pedestal. They make one mistake. Those people are ready to stone they behind the death. I'm serious. They're ready to stone you in a minute. You are dead meat. How dare them do such? Because they put you up on a pedestal. God didn't rise you up. Man did. And when you mess up with man, you cook. Man ain't nice like God. God is a long-suffering God. God will try to help you out to get you on the right track. Man, Man ain't getting you on the right track. Man gonna chop your head off and then let everybody know what you did. Oh, better check out, man. So look at this verse. It says, it says here, hold on, move the page. Okay, there you go. It says, in verse 18, that thou appear not unto man the fire, but unto but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father seeth which seeth in secret. That's what God tries to get us to do. He tries to get us to understand our life is to reflect our action. When your life reflect your, reflects your action, you're not trying to impress nobody. You're not trying to outdo nobody. I remember my grandmother. My grandmother went to a Methodist church. And those folks used to try to out. This is funny. These were grown women in their 70s and 80s. They would all of them. Oh, they would always trying to out sing because she could sing. Now she was a a, a master at playing the piano. She taught people around the city how to play the piano. She was a master at it. I even went to people's houses and found out she was their her their teacher. But the whole thing was them women in that church would try to out sing each other on a choir to prove who could sing the best. People women They did it. Then they'll try to outdo her with the long hair. Now y'all gonna laugh at this. My grandmother used to uh, wash her hair with, what they call A castor oil? What oh, is not castor oil? One of those, uh, those oils? Huh? Was it? Kerosene. Kerosene? oil. My grandmother used to wash her hair. She had the prettiest black hair you ever see. Her hair was long. She was in the, I don't know. I don't know how she was. Her hair was long down to her shoulders. Now all the women were weird. It was funny. But this all this craziness used to go on. They wasn't thinking about oppressing God. They was focused on outdoing each other. There is no reward in heaven for that. There is no reward. before God with that kind of foolishness. And they do it today. The women coming with the flying saucer hat. Then the officers, they got to come up with a jack hat. They come up with all these bunked out hats. They just need it. They want to be seen. It's just being true, but they come and knocking everybody out. You trying to see the pastor preaching and they hit him the, the, the head of the flying sauce on their head and it, going from rock side to side. That's funny sometimes. It's it's comical. I'm so glad my wife is not a hat woman. Oh my gosh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God my wife isn't a hat person. But this scripture tells us when you find you do it. The children of Israel did it, they fasted the put sackcloth on it. So everybody in town would know they were fasting. God said, I never told you to do that. I never told you to do that like that. You're supposed to fast and seek when nobody sees what you're doing. And then, you don't run around and tell anybody, I'm fasting. What reward do you have? You're supposed to do this secretly, quietly, so God can reward you openly. And you have to have a purpose. When you have a purpose, this is one of the biggest problems with the church. They are so carnal and corrupt minded, they have no spiritual. Oh my gosh, they have no spiritual anything today. I've been watching some of these services online, and they, they just jumping and shouting, but there's nothing. There, there, there's no stability, there's no going power, and I, they, they jump to the music, and most of the music. I already told about the story in one church, one well known church that the people that the people was um had a concert and one group came and played bionce bionce, bionce. That's her name. bionce. they played her music they were playing her music and they were supposed to be praised dancing and the women was turking their behinds all over the place that's the pastor's for because he allowed that man so the people in the congregation was all confused what's going on here that's because the leader didn't know what he was doing because see, that would have that never happened with me. i tell you right now, the minute I heard it, it would have been click. Goodbye. That's what I would have told us. But you got to understand something about no secret with God. God had never planned for his people to be in the dark. God wants us to do things in secret to him so he can reward us openly. You know why he wants to reward us openly? So people can see that he's been with us, and that we're with him, and he wants to reward it so the whole world knows that he has the best of the best to offer. But when we're doing everything to be seen, that's never gonna happen. When we're doing everything so people can see us, we never gonna see God hand over like that. There used to be a time the preacher just could speak the word and people get delivered. not today the preachers telling you to go to the hospital right away, they ain't even praying for you. You need to go to the doctor. You need to go to emergency right now. You're supposed to pray for the sick. The Bible said if any sick' might you let them go. They also let them pray or knock them with oil. And if they forgiven and he's committed and he said they'd be forgiven. You're least supposed to pray. They don't really do that no more. Before they pray for him, you need to go see a psychiatrist. Pray for the person. Oh, they ain't got no power from God. So they can't, they're scared to pray. That's why when we see God. We're supposed to seek it from our heart. And God will begin to move and our behalf deliverance will take place. We got to get this thing right. We got to get back in tune with the living God. We need to get back in tune with him. Not out of tune, not further away. You use you, you these services today. It's just a bunch of religious nonsense. No fellowship with God. Just fellowship with people. When people die today, everybody goes to heaven, you know. You ever read the obituary? Everybody goes to heaven. Everybody goes to heaven. How is that possible? I'll prove it to you. The Bible plainly says that hell has launched herself. Somebody's going there. Somebody's going to hell. Everybody's not going to heaven. You can't live out of your way and get the Bible said no unclean people going there. No liars going there. No fornicators going there. No adulterers going there. I could go on, it's just a long list. Read Revelation 21 and the King James Version. You'll see what I'm talking about. But you got to understand something. There is no secret with God and what he's capable of doing for you. So you got to put yourself there. Let's move on real quick. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 28. And, and verse and verse three. Ezekiel twenty eight and verse three? Listen to this. It says, Behold, <laughs> Excuse me. it says, Behold, God, why is it in Daniel? There is no secret that can be hid from thee. You got to get yourself in that position. It says, behold, thou wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that is hid from thee. No secret hid. You got to get yourself in a position with God when there is no secret. Remember I just told you the scripture says that God reveals his secrets to his friends. God only reveals his secrets to his friends. I'm not talking about preachers. I'm not talking about preachers, Pastors, apostles, apostles, bishops. No, no, I'm not talking about them. Just because they're a preacher, or bishop, or apostle, or archbishop, or whatever they call themselves today. That don't mean they're God's friend. In fact, that don't even mean they know God. Because the Bible plainly says gifts and calling comes around with pensions. Pra- A person can learn how to preach. A person could go to seminary and learn how to preach. Just how they go to music school. That don't mean that God called them. It mean they went to the seminary. They went to music school to learn how to play. Just like singers play. I never forget the famous singer. I'm not going to say who she is. All of a sudden, she started singing gospel music. So somebody asked her, "Why did you start singing gospel music?" To so my amazement, this is what she said. She said, I started singing gospel music because when I sing secular music, everybody's in my business following me around. the reporters, everybody following me now, follow me around. But if I sing gospel music, nobody's gonna be checking out what I'm doing. Nobody's following me around. I like it like this. She wasn't saved. Far from it. But she started singing gospel to keep the reporters and everybody out of her business. That's why I say, get some call and come without repentance. You ain't got to be saved to sing like an angel. I can't sing like an angel. I sing when God stir me. That's about it. But the whole thing here is, that's not God's friend. People think if a preacher's preaching, he's God's friend. If she's God's friend, no, they're not. It has to do with your fellowship and lifestyle that you live with God that makes you his friend. The lifestyle you live makes you his friend. I'm not talking about being religious neither because you could be religious, you could be you could be the most faithful person in your religious organization. You could be the most rewarded person in your your, your religious organization, the church you go to. The fellowship you could belong to. You could be the most faithful person there. The nicest person there. But that does not mean you're God's friend. It means you the nicest person in that organization. And it's hard to get people to accept that. People say, well, I've been in this part of that ministry for 35 years. Everybody knows me and I'm always cooking in the kitchen. I'm always helping the pastor. I'm always doing everything. I'm on all the committees I could be on. I'm at prayer meeting every Sunday or whatever they have, anything I'm always there." That still don't mean you God's friend. You just doing stuff to do it. You just doing stuff so people could see and acknowledge you and say, sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so is doing a great job in the church. Give them a big hand clap. They give you a plaque. Sometimes they give you a money. Sometimes they even have a big celebration for you. That doesn't mean you God's friend. In order to be God's friend, you first have to like what he likes and hates what he hates. You're only going to know that through reading God's word. I'm telling you, you're only going to know what God likes and hates by reading his word. I'm dead serious. I'm not making that up. You're only I can tell you some stuff, but I'd rather you go search it yourself. People do. People that go to church, listen to this. A lot of people that go to church, every time the door is open, every time it's an online service, they there, and they still do those six things that God hates. There are six things that God hates with a passion. And church folk do it every single day. They're not God's friends. Because if they picked up their Bible and started at reading and asked God over there, understand it, God will show them what those six things are and they will start getting right, right away. Oh, I didn't know in the beginning when I first got saved, I didn't know what God hated. But when I got in my Bible, I start seeing what God said he, he hates. with a passion. I said, I got to fix myself. I got to get right. After I got saved. The Bible says, listen to this. The Bible says, as you see the light, you walk there and as you see the light of God's word. And I want you to understand, it's not just it's, it's some preacher preaching to you. It's you taking time to go through this Bible. All you folks out there that are 100% online, you got your downloaded Bible, you need to download the King James Version Bible and read that. And you're going to really be closer to what God's words say. We can't get what God has for us because we won't do what God say do. He says, search the scripture. For anything we think we have eternal life, many people have testified that they had eternal life and didn't have it. Okay, I'll take it a step further. The scripture also says, study to show yourself approved. A workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. You got to study the word of God. In order to really see what God has to say. Bible study isn't popular. But I want to tell you something. A few years, some years ago, when I was doing Bible study at Brother Oliver House, one of the sisters I know brought her daughter to Bible study. And then another time, the daughter popped up on her own Bible study, and I was, I was, I was startled. I was like, well, what are you Where's you, you, your mother? Oh, my mother's so-and-so, but I wanted to come to Bible study. She was a teenager. Now, I, I'm going to tell you, teenagers are not going to die and go to Bible study. They're not. I was one, so I should know. <laughs> but one of the more startling things she said, I was getting ready to wrap up the Bible study. She said, I want to get saved. I said, what? She said, I want to get saved. want to get saved? <laughs> She wanted to give her life to the Lord. So don't tell me these young people can't figure this out for themselves. They may psych you because you live a shabby life before them. They can't detect righteousness and unrighteousness because you live both sides. Shady is garbage. But when you walk upright before God, they're going to detect it. They're very, they true. Young people are like sponges. They mind absorb. I've, I've, all, I've worked with little kids I've worked with teenagers I've worked with adults and that's just how God happened I'm excited about that but the thing here is there is no secret with God and there's no secret what God can do and that he reveals his secrets, his secret to his friend he didn't say listen to me he didn't say he reveals people's secrets to other people he said he revealed his secret to his friend. See, the thing about God is He's a gentleman. He don't run around telling everybody their business. That's man, and the devil does that mostly. God exposes you. You play games with him. He will expose you. Oh, he'll definitely expose you. That's a fact. God will definitely expose you. He will. I know that for a fact. I've seen it happen to a number of people. God actually exposed them to the world. I think four or five or six of them died from age, too. That's right. God will pull your cover. Look at that verse one more time Ezekiel 28 and 3. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hid from thee. One of the things God wants us to learn Is that we can be as he is Now don't go run crazy With what I just said God reveals his secret To his friends And God can make you very wise That understands stuff But you first got to get that friendship And that's going to come from the life you live And then you're not Going to do anything to deviate From what God said You're not going to do nothing to shame him you're not gonna be around trying to impress people. You're not. You're not. You're not. When you When you God's friend, that's the last thing on planet you want to do. You want to glorify God. You want your life to be a living epistle to other people, where people see God in you. Amen. They want to see God in you. I never forget. My niece came here, and I had one of these. guys I had I had downloaded some CDs. Some of the songs on the CDs I like uh, gospel singers. So my niece came in, but I south. she was four, I think she's five now, right? She was four. So she came in shaking herself, hold on, all on, all on. And then she turned around and looked at me and said, wait a minute, Uncle, what is that you listening to? I'm like, now I'm growing up in the chair like, oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. that's supposed to be gospel music. Here's a four-year-old rebuking me. She want to know what is this? I'm coming and shaking all over too. I don't show listening to gospel music. I'm trying to convince her this is gospel music, and she telling me, "Uncle, I'm she's now she confused. She don't understand what I'm listening to." <laughs> I, I got, I got, I haven't had the chance. I got to tweet that because all the songs on there I don't like. It says a couple of songs. Right? I'm not going to tell you who the gospel is. <clears throat> If a four-year-old, I want you to hear this. If a four-year-old can, can, can detect stuff, what's your problem? If a four-year-old can detect something is wrong, what's your music? What is wrong with us adults? There is no secret in what God can do. Oh, glory to God. There is no secret in what God can do. He can use a four-year-old to tell you to get right. Mm. my message today was supposed to be family part two, but God changed that today. There's no secret of what God can do. None. The enemy had people blinded that God is not capable. God is more than capable. More. Greater. Stronger. He has a great ability to heal to the evil. I'm not just saying it. I experienced this myself. As you all know, a lot of people didn't make it through the pandemic. All y'all, Some of y'all also know a lot of preachers didn't make it. That's something to think about, right? When I caught the virus, to this day, I don't really know when I caught the Bible. Or I could tell you. And then when I woke up one morning, I was sick because I might as well have been dead in my book. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't do nothing. There was no reading no Bible. There was no praying time. You say, What you didn't read your Bible? You to pray? No, my mind was not here. My mind wasn't thinking about reading no Bible. My mind wasn't praying. One night, while I was sleeping, the Lord stepped in. The Lord stepped in and told me He was gonna shut my mind down so I don't lose it. Because what was going on with me was bad mentally. It was bad. It, it was bad. And I heard another preacher testify to the identical thing about going through the same way I did. I never. I, I watched him on TV. He controlled about the, the the same thing what I went through. I was stunned. And I heard it from somebody else. It was just it, yeah. It's hard to explain. You have to go through it. No, you don't want to go through it. But if you went through it, you would understand. The Lord restored me. The last thing he restored was my eyesight because what happened, the Lord restored me. I couldn't read no small print, and it was really hard. About a week or so later, then it was restored. Then I went to the doctor and they examined my eye. They said, Mr. Wells, your eyesight is the same as it's been for the last 10 years. Now a week before that, or two weeks before that, I couldn't have nothing. I couldn't read nothing. I couldn't. I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to log in on my phone to my bank account. I couldn't see to do it. Oh yet God was able to restore my sight. You can't tell me God ain't real. That ain't the work of a man. When they checked when I sat in that car and they checked me, they really wanted to send me to the hospital. Of course I wasn't going. They wanted me to put my behind in the hospital because they put these things on me and my finger. She said, "We can't find no oxygen. We can't find no oxygen. My oxygen level was too low." I didn't even know what she was talking about. I'm telling them, I'm, I'm talking to you. What do you mean, my oxygen? I'm breathing. <clears throat> but there's no secret in what God can do. One of the problems we don't walk with God. God got to do those secrets. That's one of the things i find out with people. We're religious. We go to church. We jump up and down. We impress people, but we don't walk with God. And then we're the first one to say, oh God, why did this happen? But you don't walk with him. You're religious. God is not all for crying out loud, folks. God is not into religion. Okay. You don't believe me? Jesus said, "I know I come in the volume of the book, and it's written of me." Not a soul knew what he was talking about. These were uh, Nicodemus, all these guys, all these rulers. They was religious, but didn't know who he was. Yes, they read the Bible. They taught. They taught the scrolls. They did all that. And still You see, Jesus said, "God isn't into religion." I don't care about you going to Holy Tabernacle. I remember when my godfather passed away. Oh my gosh, they put that man in heaven. I'll never forget that. I sat there startled. This man married a real witch and they put that man in heaven. When they did the service and he crossed the cheese the proper way. And he said, I'm not looking at why are you, why you're lying? He's already in hell burning. You're gonna go there with it for life. <laughs> It was funny. Oh, of course I didn't say that. They wouldn't let me have words from my godfather's front of them. They didn't want me, they would not let me have say they wouldn't let me say a word. I had sitting almost in the far way going towards the back. They wouldn't let me say nothing. <clears throat> this man married a witch. He cut a deal with her. I never forgot that. She was a real witch. Everybody was scared. Nobody would mess with him now because they knew he married a witch. She was a real witch. And he don't make believe she was the real deal. When I went to his house, I'm going to tell you right now, I never spoke back to him. I never said nothing to her. I didn't touch nothing. But I was scared to death of that woman. Okay? I wasn't afraid of him. It was her I was scared of. <laughs> I, I was a kid. I didn't know. What? Are you kidding me? I had not history. I wasn't messing with that woman. Yo, I didn't know Christ anyway. My mama didn't know Christ, my grandmother, nobody knew Jesus. Everybody was religious, but this woman was a real the real deal, real witch. Uh, I was like, I ain't messing with her. He might put some spell on me. Uh-uh. Yo. But I'ma tell you something. That man lost both of his legs. I'll never forget that. He lost both of his legs. You play, you play with God. You play with him. That man. He tried to tell me one day, he said, listen, I need somebody that's going uh, to tell the truth. You know, get in here and tell the truth. I'm looking at him like, you want me to tell the truth? When you've been lying to these people for the last 50 years, do you think they're going to listen to what I have to say? No way. They're not going to listen to a word I have to say. You've been lying to them. You never told them they need to be saved. You ain't saved yourself. So they wanted to do a revival. And they would say, well, we want Evangelist to come to do revival. You know what the deacon said? He's not going to bring enough money so he can't come. He wasn't interested in God. That's why I tell you, there's no secret in what God can do. You got to be in tune with God for him to do stuff. Not man scamming and whamming. I've had people call me to do revivals, oh excuse me, money raising services. I said, No, let's do a revival. No, we want to just raise money. I said, Well, we can get people saved. No, we don't want to get people saved. We just want to raise money. I said, I'm not coming. There's no sense of me coming. Because if I can't preach the gospel, what am I doing the service for? Just stand up there for an hour and a half and say, Come and give. Give your money. Give your money. No, no, no. That's you go. You go find one of the turkeys out there that do that job. There is no secret, beloved, in what God can do. What He's done for others, He will surely do for you, but you've got to meet the requirements of what those other people done. And then you got to find out what it is they've done to get that. People, are, I've, I've learned this over years, even with preachers. Preachers get upset because they don't have a big passage church like Pastor so-and-so. I never get one pastor. He was part of a smaller ministry. And they asked him, well, he knew some of the big shots, and the big shots I said, oh, you should become part of our ministry. So he left the smaller ministry. But guess what? The bigger ministry didn't do dirt for him. You can't impress people with God. You want to impress God, live right before becoming friends. Preaching get upset because they don't have fancy buildings and all that stuff. Well, so and so have They Stop looking at other people. I'm so glad I didn't have a building during the pandemic outbreak. Hallelujah! (laughs) So many pastors lost their building so they couldn't pay the rent because everybody stayed home. Nobody wanted to pay no rent. They didn't even want to watch online services. When I ask people to send up donations and stuff, a couple of do the rest say, forget that dude. He's having service from home, so he don't need no money. They have no clue. I pay for the streaming service. I pay for the TV broadcast. I pay for the a, a podcast. I pay for everything. But I trust God. When you walk with God, you will begin to learn the secrets of God and how he does things. Your thinking will change. You do believe me? The Bible said, let this body be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hmm? Christ had the mind of his father. You don't believe me? It's right in the scripture. I'm a to prove it to you now. The Scripture of the Bible said, Jesus plainly said, I do the things of him that sent me. The words that I speak. He said, I do and say what i seen and heard my father do. I am come about myself. I'm not talking about, you got to watch preachers that always talk about themselves how great they are, and I do this, and I do this, and I have it. You got to watch them. You got to watch them like a hawk. They scam it. Jesus said, I only do and say what I see my father do. Jesus was not about himself. Real men are not about themselves. They're focused on their father in heaven and what he wants them to do. I'm going to the Father, I'm not going to leave you confidence. there's a lot of secrets that God has, it's right in his word you don't need nobody to prophesy that to you you don't need nobody to prophesy to you that God's going to bless you, that's easy it's right, it's, uh, it's right in the Bible in the Old Testament it says I bless you going in and I bless you coming out okay, in the New Testament it says my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus so it's right there in the word it's right there But you know what? When you're too lazy to open God's Word for yourself, you don't see it. It's not there because you're too busy just going by what you hear and not searching the Scripture. The Bible says, "Search the Scripture." Where in them you think you have eternal life? You've got to search. It's just something to think about. It's just something to think about how God wants to prosper our lives. No secret and what God can do. But the, 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 the whole scenario for his messages. Do you want to find out what the sequence that God has for you? Do you really want to know what God has for you? I'm not talking about no church membership and all that. I'm not talking about that. Anybody become, you could become a, listen, when you become a part of a church ministry, mine or anybody else, we have rules that you have to follow. You're not going to follow the rules. You're not going to be a part. I had somebody in that position once before. They wanted me to teach some outside of God's word. I said, you can't do that here. Can't be a part here. I'm not teaching nothing outside of God's word. God's word don't say it and I'm not teaching. Bye-bye. And they was one of the best tidings I had in the ministry. In fact, they were the best. But I don't care. I'm not getting in God, trouble with the Lord God to satisfy you, to the you. When we find out what the secrets of God are for us, because there's no secret with him and what he could do for us. I'm telling you, it's right there in the word of God. There's no secret. And what God can't do for you. Stop looking at that other part. When the preachers say, well, God, does all this he can do for you. And, you know, when you hear that part, that's what messes you up. Because now you're focusing on what Mary and Joe do. Because some of them are telling you, look at your neighbor. And you look at your neighbor and you know your neighbor living in a fancy house and they got a good job, but you fail to realize they got that fancy house and the good job, they want to college and you get. How are you getting the same job? How are you getting the same house? You're not being honest with yourself. You gotta be honest with yourself. Stop focusing on the secrets that God has for other people and focus on what God has for you. You put yourself there, Harry, Billy, Mary, Sam, whatever your name is. And then you ask God, what do you have for me? You said in your word, no good thing you would hold for them that walk uprightly. I want to walk uprightly. What do you have for me? You want to know what God has for you. That's something awesome. To know that God have something with your name on it. I'm not talking about no church. I'm not talking about no preachers. Because preachers will let you down. I'm serious. We'll let you down. We'll we'll even deceive you. Oh, yes, we will. When our mind is not on God, we'll even mess you up. Oh, yes, we will. When we ain't seeking out to God, we're going to mess somebody up. It's human nature. Because we're doing it on our own, not with God. But you want to ask God, what do he have for you? What is the no good thing that he has for you that nobody else knows about? You can run every prophet in town and all they going to lie, going to lie to you. and say, God has this, God has that. But the Bible said, no man, it's that I have not seen, as have not heard. Neither have entered into the heart of men the things that God, that's prepared for them that love him. And it comes, brings up another big question. Two questions for you. Do you love God? And are you his friend? Do you love God? And are you his friend? Now, both the loving God and his friendship requires your life to be dedicated to him. To love God is to obey God's word. And accept Christ as your personal savior. And allow Christ to live through your life. To be his friend. You got to be dedicated. You got to like what God like. I'm serious. You got to like what God like. And hate what God hate. And I want to tell you something. When you really say. There's time you got to bite your tongue about doing things. There's time you got to force yourself to sit in that chair and don't go certain places. Because your flesh want to go. Yeah, let's go. I've been there. I know. When you really want to walk with God, I ain't talking about being religious. You have to make up in your mind. Not being seen. Since I was raised in the church, they would always try. I was trying to do one another. I learned from that. That was a stepping stone and a learning lesson. What goes on in churches? Everybody's trying to outdo and impress people. And nobody's nobody's impressing God at all. No good thing that God will withhold from you if you walk uprightly before Him. I don't care if you're in a matchbox, you could be in a cathedral, I don't care, you could live in a match, uh, a mansion, or one by one. It really doesn't matter. What really matters is that you are in tune with God and you're a friend of God and not religious. Because being religious holds no eternal redemption. Eternal redemption comes through Jesus Christ, not through your church affiliation. I can go to three or four churches right this minute, and they're all going to be happy to see me. I'll be smiling, waving, praise the Lord. They're going to invite me to the Pope and all that well. However, none of them offers me eternal redemption. They'll be looking at me that well. You shuffled forth past a while that you're not saved. You're supposed to be saved. I'm telling you right off the bat. I went to a home gone service. Some of the pastors the over there, they were all excited to see me. However, I don't know if I mean no redemption. And I'm telling you today, that's watching and listening to this broadcast, you have to get the friendship with God through obedience to his word. You have to get that no good thing from God and that requires you getting saved and getting right with God. Oh, and staying right. And there's nobody born saved. Now, let's, let's stop that. There's no one saved always saved. I know people running around saying, I was, I got saved 25 years and I'm still saved. The Bible said, that Paul said we die daily. We got to stay right with God. We got to live clean in a holy life before God. I know it's not a popular message, but it's the truth. I know the truth hurts, right? It hit you where you don't want it to hit you. Now, in some cases, when the preacher say give, you're frowning, but you'll give, you're happy because he's not telling you about yourself. But I'm going to tell you about yourself and then I'm going to say give. <laughs> <laughs> we, can need we do need your afford because we're going into the place in our people. But however, some of you all listening to me today, don't know the Lord is your personal savior. So now is the time to get right with God because I'm standing here, and you where you're at, so, I can't see you. You can see me. I can't see you. So, I don't know if you said standing there crying or mad, want to come through the uh, on their computer and TV and choke me. I'm not worried. God got me. But bow your head. And let's pray. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Let's get saved. Let's get right. Let's get that no good thing that God have for them that walk uprightly before Him. Well, let's pray. Repeat this simple prayer. The prayer has no power unless you accept it. That's simple. So let's pray that for me. Lord Jesus, come on, come on. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you, Lord, to come into my life, to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you for saving me today dying on the cross and rising on the third day and splitting on the right hand of God. I thank you for coming into my life to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Help me. Receive the no good things that you have set aside with my name on it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let me pray for you. Don't run yet, Father. In Jesus' name, I ask you, touch every little soul under the sound of my voice. Meet the needs of their lives. Break every yoke in their life. Heal, deliver, and make free. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, remember, we do need your financial support. I told you I was going to take that part. We do need your financial support. You can go to our website, www.TabernacleDeliveranceInc.org, and you can click on Become a Partner and leave a love donation. Or you can write to us to uh, Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated, P.O. Box 535 535- West Haverstraw, New York, 10993. That's the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated, P.O. Box, 535, West Haverstraw, New York, 10993. And you make the check out, the uh, money, money order do not send cash. They may take the cash. Send a check on or money order to the Tabernacle Deliverance. I will see you on Wednesday night at 8.15 for Bible study if you come. Oh, I'll be looking to see you when we open on April 2nd at 5 p.m. in no. Uh, or the 35 South Town, bro. Now you went to New York. Until then, be blessed.